On this episode of the Bonus Years, we discuss too hot or too cold, family mottos, and we beg people for advice. Let's go. Well, hey everybody, it's Brooke. Hey, and it's Ben, and this is the Bonus Years no, Podcast. No, that's your part. You did your normal part. Yeah. What did I do wrong? You tried to do my part. Okay. That's what you did wrong. <laughs> it's Brooke. It's Ben. And it's the Bonus Years Podcast. <laughs> wow, we're just trying out new intros together with you today. Thanks for being a part of that. I'm sure you really enjoyed it. And apparently Brooke's going to do the, the question, question of the day. Brought to you by Best Self Planner journal best <laughs> so i'm not the host yeah it's okay you can keep trying i don't ask I like the questions this. this is good it's like we're recording in the evening today we normally record early in the morning on saturday while our kids are gone so we're in a new environment and i'm a little bit sillier today than i am in the morning hours yeah maybe we should or maybe not record it in the evening we're gonna find out please comment and let us know which you like better okay ben here's our question today it is a would you rather would you rather? Okay, hit me. Okay. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? I would always rather be too cold. Same. I feel like once you're too hot, you just can't ever cool down properly. Nope. And and as a product of South Mississippi, yeah. it's just, bleh. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I would it's rather good. always be too cold. I feel like mm. you can always bundle up, get a blanket, make it work. Make it work. Make it work. The story of our life. Work, work. Wow. How many episodes till we got to a Hamilton reference? Uh, this is number nine. Nice. Well, on this episode, we're going to be talking about vision, having a vision for your family. Maybe if you're single, a vision for yourself. Um, if you're married, a vision for your relationship, whatever. We're going to kind of be talking about how we have kind of rolled that out in our own life and adapted that from year to year you know, whether having kids or when we started doing some different things in our life. So we're going to kind of dive into that. Going to talk about vision? Vision 2020. 2020. I was in a lot of meetings about how excited we were to cast a vision for 2020. I don't think anyone saw this coming. No. Pun intended. <laughs> okay. Thank let's you keep for it the, moving. Thank you for the courtesy laugh. I always appreciate that. Um, so I think let's talk about one of the things that, that was kind of poured into us when we were about to have a kid. I think we met with um, two of our favorite people. Awesome people. Do you remember who they were? Tim and Dana Wimberly. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a test. Tim and Dana Wimberly, we actually tracked them down. We didn't even know them. I don't think we had met them. And we no, like, we hadn't. We've seen the way you uh, interact with your kids and how great they are as human beings. And we want to, we want to do that. We want that for our family. Yeah. And so we actually went to a restaurant and sat down with them and they kind of just laid out their parenting style with a lot of it. We actually implement now. And of course we've adapted and changed it to fit, you know, who we are and who our kids are. But man, that was some of the most, I think ground groundbreaking leveling cornerstone uh, moments for our, our, our family. Yeah. I can very rarely, maybe even not at all. Think of a time where, I've not known someone and their reputation has just made me want to go, right. hey, will you guys like take time and sit down with us and just download? And how awesome was it that they And they did? were like, sure. <laughs> and then they did it. They're better people than we are. But I think one of the things that we really took is 
um, the way they said, this is, you know, we have like a thing that our family's all about. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, no matter what season, no matter who we encounter, that's who we are. That's what we're all about. And, you know, I, you could probably go to any Christian family in the world and they're going to tell you that they love God and love people, right? I mean, we would hope. Well, I would hope so. But that's such a model. I mean, tons of churches use that as a model, but we actually use that for our family as well. And it's, it is so cliche. It's what everybody says, but it is the simplicity of the gospel, right? right. It is what we're called to do. We're called to love God and we're called to love people. And, so, and it really sticks with toddlers. It it's, does. It's not difficult to remember. Man, there's so many times. I mean, the way we've done it was we just we before our kids go out in the world and interact with people before they interact with each other or when there's a situation when there's tension. You know, we just re- look at them in the face and we remind them, "Hey, grads love God and they love people." And I remember so many times taking Brinley to school, particularly. Yeah. Uh, I tended to be the one who dropped her off most of the time. Uh, back when school actually happened. But that was one of the things before we got out of the car, we'd park and I'd look at her and I said, Brinley, what are grads all about? And she'd always say, most of the time. She would God, always say. <laughs> love people. Uh, I had to remind her, especially in kindergarten, a little bit every day for yeah. a while. But that was just like this, it wasn't so much like a really powerful statement that just like unlocked the doors to all wisdom and knowledge. It was more like, it centered her, it gave her focus, and it gave her peace, which was really cool. Yeah. Because even before we can comprehend the layers of what that means for us, um, just having that in your head. And then as you grow, you've already been having that conversation. You've been laying the groundwork. Right. Oh, we love God and we love people. What does that look like to do that? And that's the kind of conversations we have out of that. But I think not only for the kids, but it's for us too. Because there's, Definitely. <laughs> there's moments when it's just like, hmm, okay, love God, love people. Got to remember that. Hopefully not when you're dealing What's with your me. Biggest, what is your biggest challenge with, with that simple phrase? Because I think it's so simple, but it's also some, so deep. That's a really good question that I didn't know you were going to ask me. Um, I really feel like just with our political climate right now and, the, and where we are in the world, that yeah. like even when you said like, you know, most Christians, most churches say love God, love people. Like what resonates in my heart is like, I really hope that. That's what I really want. Uh, for people to live their faith in doesn't a way. really look like that on Facebook right now. It doesn't look like that on social media. It doesn't look like that, you know, a lot of places. Um, and when you really love God, uh, you love people because they're created in the image of God, no matter what. Whew, no matter what. Sometimes it's <laughs> sometimes it's harder to see than others. For sure. So that's kind of what our family, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what's going on, we love God. We love people. We always come back to that motto. It helps frame the way we talk to our kids, how, the way we talk to other people, the way we make decisions and what we make decisions about, what to yeah. do, what not to do. It really all centers around that. Um, even from just like, okay, we would much rather right now not have anybody over to the house because we know they're going to want to talk about this or that or this or the mm-hmm. other. And there will be that that's that will that motto will run through my head and I'll be like mm, this is actually an opportunity where God to mm. love God well would be to love these people well right now and so yeah. we do it and I think that's just there I'm, there's never been a time when when we've acted on that where I've seen that we've been like shouldn't have done that I mean it yeah. really has been just so pivotal into the way we we run our family yeah I think maybe even on the flip side of that but the same idea is that to love God and love people, you have to love yourself and take care of yourself. Yeah. So sometimes it looks like people want your time and your energy and you have to say, 
you know, I love me because I'm created in the image of God. And right now me needs to take a nap. <laughs> me needs to take a nap. I'm going to make a shirt. We'll sell that on the bonus years blog.com. That sounds awesome. Me needs to take a nap. You know, a nap or rest <laughs> right. or a bubble bath or hot tub talk. Some of that, sometimes that's the best way to love God. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't nap. ever want people to think like, oh, if you love God, you just have to let people in your it's doors not by works. all the time. That's not how it works. It's not by works, but by faith. Wow. I feel like that's in the Bible. It is. If I was Cody Churchill, I would give you the the exact address of that, but I won't. I don't want to show off. <laughs> so beyond our family motto, yeah. there is something that we, Brooke and I, firmly believe that is uniquely the calling that we believe God's put on our relationship. And now this is outside of, uh, there's a difference between calling and appointment. There's You have a calling on your life, and there's sometimes you're appointed to work in certain jobs or functions or ministry roles, whatever it might be. Uh, you might be a janitor, but your calling is fill in the blank. It doesn't mean that you're not a janitor. It doesn't mean that you're not called to do this, but it just means that in this certain season, you're doing this. And uh, so our calling is we believe that God's called us to pull out people's God-given potential. Now, we've seen that at work in lots of different ways. Uh, through different roles. Um, I remember working, you know, at a, I used to work at a financial institution and I saw God do that all the time uh, to, to sit with people and, and just be like, I, one of the things I think is really unique about both of us is that we can look at somebody and, and like give them a observation of something they do. That's really cool that they don't even see. Yeah. Right. Right. Like there was times when I would, would, would be training or working with somebody and be like, man, the way you do that is so good. And they'd be like, wow, thank you. I didn't even know that was a skill I had. Yeah. Which Uh, is why we lend ourselves to like mentoring and coaching a lot because we just see that in people. And I think part of that's just being sensitive to like noticing. Mm -hmm. Being observant is, is important, but I think there's also that unique you know, just that touch of God to say, this is something that I'm, you're willing to do and I want to use you to do that. And, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, within a Christian experience, like I said, with um, working at a financial institution and just pointing out things that I saw in people that they didn't see yet, you know? And yeah. it's cool to see now looking back three or four years from then, almost five, wow. the the people who have who have actually stepped in and walked into those things that they didn't think they were capable of. Yeah. Um, and not to say that I did that, but seeing what was in them and calling that out in them, pulling mm-hmm. that out in them, um, I think it's it's a really cool thing that, that you and I are uniquely yeah. equipped to do. And, and man, when you were doing Anthem, there was so much of that. I mean, that was almost your full-time job, right? It was. Just being with those students and on their worst days and on their best days, just reminding them of who who they are, who God says they are, and what they're good at, and where they could grow because a lot of times we have strengths that aren't strengths yet you know and so just being able to push in push in on that and know that like I for me it's like I can take feedback from a lot of places but when I know somebody loves me and they give me feedback I'm a lot more receptive to that feedback yeah so it's relational there there's this phrase words create worlds and this was one of those phrases that um for us was a big deal to try to decipher, you know, a couple of years ago when we were like, okay, so we have a family motto, but what are we as a couple uniquely gifted to do? I remember I was talking about this. this is actually, we'll get to this in a second, but we were talking about our word for the year mm-hmm. and we're talking about, okay, but, but who are we as a couple? Like, what do we uniquely bring to the world? 
And that's when we kind of started to stir this up and we were like, okay, well, let's look at our track record. Like, let's look back. And so if you're sitting there thinking, how do I find out what, you know, what is my phrase? What is my unique calling in life? Yeah. Which is, I mean, you can read hundreds of books on calling. I mean, they're, they're so many stacks of it, but I just encourage you look at the fruit in your life, look backwards and say, okay, so where has, where have I seen fruit? And I think that's when we looked back and we said, oh my gosh, we are just so naturally like the grooves in our life, the, the ruts that we, we travel down are so there that Mm -hmm. we can look back and see, oh my gosh, that's where we said to that guy, Hey, this is, this is who you are. This is what I see in you. Yeah. And that's a, that's how we kind of looked back and went, oh my gosh, that's actually, we didn't know it. We didn't actively like have this. Yeah, we didn't like, have the words to wrap around it. Yet. Right. We didn't tattoo that on our arms or something like that, but it was true because it was who we were. Yeah. And now we have those, those actual, you know, the language to put to it that help us to kind of be like, this is who we are. Um, not that it made us who we are, but no, it helps it's create observing that. your mm-hmm. history. And sometimes we're not aware enough to even observe that. No. And that's where it community is such a critical part of life as a Christian. Like it doesn't have to be in a church building and it doesn't have to be face to face. We've seen it all different ways with COVID, but to have people around you that you can say like, I feel stuck and I really want to know where, like, like, I don't know, what do you see in me? And being open to like what people that you trust see in you and see gifted in you and then writing it down so you can remember it. And I think this, this, um, opportunity with the bonus years is just another way where we can we can dig into that and, yeah. and continue to do what we feel God's called us to do, which is to pull out people's God-given potential. And, you know, this may, like this podcast for you may be just a really great time to sit, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, sit with Ben and Brooke and like hang out, which we love. We've gotten that feedback. Like people are like, it's like we're just hanging out with you for 20 minutes. We love hanging out with you guys this way. It's really awesome because I'm in, you know, I'm naked. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm in, you know, crummy sweats, sweats and um, just Did chilling. Did you say and, crummy sweats? I mean, these are kind of not the nicest thing. There's a stain. I mean, you don't have to tell people. <laughs> They're not watching. Well, I mean, now they are because I told them I was naked. So I got to, I got to like Gosh. reel it back from that. Edit. So I am wearing clothes. Thank you. End of story. But if we were coming over, I'd probably like doll up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He likes to get fancy for our guests. Yeah, I'd put on some shoes and maybe a shirt. (laughs) Got her. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. We were talking about this opportunity to hang out with people. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been really cool. I mean, this, I I think we we were very excited about this, but we didn't know if anyone would actually want to listen. And turns out at least a few of you do, which is cool. And we actually enjoy this because... We get to sit and talk to each other for 20 minutes a week. <laughs> At least. We have a guaranteed 20 in there. Which sounds like it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is. Wait till you, you have children, my two friends. Two kids and crazy lives. Um, but that's that's kind of, you know, again, that's, that's you know, we've talked about our family motto. We've mm-hmm. talked about our relationship, like our marriage, our, our, our couple mission. Yeah. mission. Um, and then there's another unique thing that um, we kind of stepped into at the church that we've been attending for the last six almost seven almost years seven. uh was this thing called a word for the year you want to tell them about that well it's a word wow and it's for the whole year oh my gosh um i told you guys i'm a little different in the evening than i am in the morning no it's not that different it feels different to me uh really the word for the year is about uh 
just starting to tune your heart towards like what the spirit may be saying to you about where your focus should be for the next year. Um, and I had never done that. Like Ben said, before we attended the church we had been at for the past seven years. And, um, it was really difficult for me the first time yeah. to figure out what to do. I don't know how it felt for you. I love setting goals. And for me, well, yeah, who doesn't? For me, it felt like a redemption of like the, I'm going to set a new year's resolution. This was like, mm. I'm going to push that aside, but I'm actually, what, what do you want from me this year? God. Mm. And so for me, it was like, Ooh, like this is actually cool. This is a new challenge. This is a way that I could hear from God and like, put measurables on my outcomes for the year. I I totally don't view it that way. So this is really interesting because I'm usually really task oriented. Yeah. But for me, the word for the year hasn't, uh, I can't think of a time where I've been like, Oh, this is like pumping me up to go achieve some more tasks. It's usually like an uncomfortable word to start with. Like where I feel like I'm being challenged to grow. Well, like we had, we had a cool one one time where it was, which was be intentional. Yes. That was very cool. (laughs) I loved it. It was, um, it was kind of along, I mean, the church eventually they were a little bit behind us, but they got to this one called, you know, don't miss this moment. And that was kind of where we were the year before that. Mm -hmm. We were like, we're going to be intentional with every conversation, every dollar we spend. We actually broke it down to time, treasure, talent. We're going to be intentional with our time, intentional with our treasure and intentional with our talent. Mm-hmm. And that for me was, I could measure that. I could see, okay, are we doing those things? Yeah. And it was very, what I loved about it was it was really super easy, high level, be intentional, but it had very cool, specific measurables in it, which I loved that, that God helped us to, to take that word and, and help us put it in a way that actually helped us to see if we were being successful at being intentional. Got you. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. Well, and I just remember from that year in particular, when we knew each other had like a really hard conversation Yeah. coming up, like there was one time I had a really hard conversation that I knew was coming and you text me and looked me in the eyes that day and said, Hey, be intentional with this. And I was like, yeah, that's a good reminder. Like we're on the same page before. Like he doesn't have to say a lot of words to me. But he could, Ben could remind me, hey, be intentional. And I was be like, intentional. Yes, let's do that. That's a good that. one. And then we went into one that was like discipline. <laughs> discipline was, was a hard year. It was not fun. And it was, on, it was kind of played off of the intentional, but it was, it was more about like, you know, personal. Like, yeah. Well, I love discipline. So. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much. That was not my favorite. Well, and beyond just having a word for us, like we each have our own personal word for the year. Yeah. Which I think is unique too, because some years I'm like, I don't even know if I have one. Um, and as January started, I don't. Do you remember your word for this year? It's been kind of wild. I feel like. Okay, so mine got weirdly reset. My personal okay happens in like July, except August, and ran July to July. Yeah. Okay. I think because I went to Seabrook, like on a I know <laughs> Seabrook's one of the best places in the world. But I went to Seabrook. Remember that one time I went there for like a weekend? Yes. I sent you away. All by myself? Yeah. You had never done that. And I got that word, uh, go deeper. Yes. And so that was my, and still is my word for the year. I haven't gotten anyone yet. Maybe and I'll I, get one in Seabrook And it, in mine's a few like weeks. school year word for the year usually. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. Yeah. Because so. you were doing <laughs> Anthem, which had 
It's a Anthem had its own voice. See, this is where it gets complicated. I'm like, oh, this so is too many, many words. words. Too many words. Too many words. I feel like we could just like pull out a Christian dictionary and like close our eyes and pick a word sometimes. Yikes. As you long could. as, I think as long as we're focused on hearing from God, maybe the word, I mean, I think this is a different theological conversation, yes, but, but it comes back to if you are, if it's a word from the ear, if it's a word from the Lord, if it's a word from scripture, if it is the word, there's nothing that's going to be wrong in that. No, you're going to find something. God's going to bring you back to that scripture, that idea. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do you remember what my word was for this year? My no. personal word uh-uh. rest. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is so funny. Cause I hate doing that. I mean, I love taking naps and sleeping. I was going to say, you are an expert. I'm no. a professional rester. <laughs> uh, no, but it was that learning to rest in the busyness and find rest in that. And now I'm learning a new rhythm of finding rest at home with our kids. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother challenge. That is a whole nother thing. But yeah. that's one of those funny words where I'm like, okay, God, you're funny. Ha ha. God is funny. And what was the shirt idea again? Just I want to remember. Do you remember? No. Me. You can always listen to playback. Okay, I'll have to go me, back to that. Me need, I don't know, I sounded like a caveman and that's <laughs> why you thought sleep. it was so funny. <laughs> wow. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the bonus years. Man, we are so grateful that you tune in, that you listen uh, to this, that you subscribe, uh, yeah. whether you listen on uh, Spotify or iTunes, wherever it is that you listen. Thank you so much for being a part of the Bonus Years family. Uh, as always, you can uh, reach out to us. You can Venice, visit, Venice, visit <laughs> the Bonus. Don't laugh. They'll, not, they'll miss this important information. Visit thebonusyearsblog.com. And find uh, a lot more resources there. You can read through Brooke's blog, which is phenomenal. And you can follow us uh, on Instagram, Facebook. And you could also, obviously, subscribe through iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, please do that. And give us a rating if you're enjoying yeah, this. Don't just shoot us a text. Because we're getting a lot of texts. Like, hey, well, we're enjoying are. it. Nobody's texting me. If you're listening and you love me, text me. I'm words he of affirmation. affirmation. My gosh, how many times do I have to tell you people? No, but we would love some good good ratings. Yeah, so. which we have gotten those and we We're just grateful. love it. Yeah. There is a four-star rating and I'm going to find out who that person is and ask them why they don't love us five stars worth. Come forward now if Come. you want to mend this relationship. I will relationship. hunt you down. But that's the end of this episode. We will see you next time on the bonus years. Woot. Woot. On this episode of the Homies Years. <laughs> uh, that's <really> good. <laughs>